0: Free Shipping Tuesdays are back with Canada Post. Every solutions for small business member can send one parcel free every Tuesday in October. Visit canadapost.ca forward slash free Tuesdays to learn how you can ship for free this October. So you want to grow your business now what Mailchimp's all-in-one marketing platform that's what it has all the marketing tools you need in one place so you can save time and money and it's powered by a marketing CRM so you can collect organize and understand your audience data and make smarter marketing choices MailChimp that's what learn more at MailChimp.com diversify don't just put all your eggs in one export market, think about what other export markets you could do well at, and EDC will help you figure that out. With Export Development Canada, doing business abroad doesn't need to be risky. We take on the risks, so you can think bigger and grow confidently. EDC, take on the world.
1: first-hand glimpse into the future of Canadian business, it's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast.
2: You know, I'm stuck. A show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Really excited to bring to you something special that I've been working with, and that's a community a new community where we're engaging online with entrepreneurs from around the planet. And I invite you to join me. All you have to do is go to the link www.headspacefe.com where amazing conversations are happening with entrepreneurs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Start of Canada podcast show. You know, we were just laughing with the, our guest today about the fact that he's kind of like uh, the, the, the guest that always comes back on the late night show because he's so darn good. And so today's guest is a well-known entrepreneur with a portfolio. Well, let's just call it out. It's Manny Pata, so the fans can start screening now, uh, with a portfolio of over 40 different companies from mining to healthcare and tech to real estate, a real great guy. Manny is the founder of New Avenue Capital in Vancouver, British Columbia, an investment firm that brings together financial, human, and impact capital for high-growth companies. An entrepreneur and philanthropist, he's long on people, quote-unquote, with a knack for recognizing talent, Cultivating relationships and connecting change makers. And some of Manny's accomplishments sit down, grab the seatbelt, because here we go include bootstrapping an investment firm to an enterprise value of more than 30 million, <laughs> a big yawn, co founding a capital pool company to give tech startups a new option to raise capital. Oh my gosh, it goes on in his latest venture into the dental lab space where innovations are sure to put a smile on their clients' faces. It's just it's really cool. Really, really cool stuff. I I joke about it, but I joke about it in in a very respectful way. In total, he has been involved as an entrepreneur and investor in over 23 exits. Manny is someone who recognizes the importance of dedicating his time, expertise, and connections to the next generation of Canadian entrepreneurs. It's a, you know it's, it's it's why I connect with Manny because he 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 lives as an entrepreneur, but he gives back as an entrepreneur also. He founded a nonprofit dedicated to helping youth across Canada kickstart their careers, with which recently merged with the National Charity League of Innovators. And this year, Manny also took home the Startup Canada on Entrepreneur of the Year Awards for the BC region just continues to get the awards and the recognition that I know you don't go after, but man oh man, they're well deserved. Welcome back. Manny, to the Startup Canada podcast show.
1: Thanks, Rivers. Appreciate you having me here again. I, I didn't know if I'd be allowed after the last time, so that's great.
2: <laughs> well, we have fun. Trust me, everybody gets to come back uh, if they're invited, but <laughs> not very many get invited. So, congratulations on that. I want to dive into the league of innovators and uh, and talk about uh, talk about how you got to this national charity from where you started with uh, with your nonprofit. Yeah, well,
1: listen. My my mission is, as a lot of people may know, is is education focused. I think education lifts everyone uh, up another level and uh, and can uh, can assist. And so, I founded a charity called Gratis One. Uh, gratis is uh, means step. Uh, and really, the goal of that charity was that I had spent my teens, early twenties, trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. I, I think I'm still working on that. <laughs> but um, you know, and a lot of individuals are lost. They don't know what opportunities are out there. And so, Gratis One was built for people to take that step one in their career, learn about different careers, learn about different options. And you know, one time I was chatting with Ryan, uh, Ryan Holmes, who's the founder of uh, LOI, and Joanna, who's who's the executive director, and I was helping them with their previous of the next big thing. And we kind of looked at both charities and they were focused on the same thing. And to me, I hate, uh, I'm not a fan of when you have multiple resources going into different areas where you could pull them together. Uh, and so I saw a values alignment. And, and I think Ryan and the group there did as well uh, around what we're trying to do, which is to educate and build the next wave of entrepreneurs and educators and, and to help them with resources and skills. So we decided to merge
2: and, and put those together. That is so cool. Yeah. So cool. And so the other part of this is how does your day work? Because as I'm reading this bio, of okay, course, so everybody says, my gosh, this guy's busy. I'm busy enough. Uh, how do you manage your, your week? Let's not talk about a day, your, your week. How do you say at the beginning, this is how I'm going to manage my week so I can get the best impact from the time that I have?
1: Yeah, well – there's, there's two things that I do. The first thing is I, I lay out everything based on urgency and importance. And, you know, uh, coming from a search background is very helpful. When I was in executive search, there was days I was managing 14 searches at a time. And, and one of the partners I was working with always said, you don't need to, or, you know, don't need to get to the finish line. But if you can move each piece forward a bit by bit every day, you know, it, it adds up. And so I kind of do that based on what I'm working on. So each day, you know, the different businesses I'm managing, whether it's the the Smile Innovations Group, uh, whether it's Tech, the CPC, we're looking at acquisition opportunities or whether it's the portfolio i'm I'm setting up the tasks that are required for me to be efficient and operate. So what's the most urgent, what's the important pieces, and tackling those lists down first? And then I don't try to pack my day and do everything at once. i I focus on a, a book called Pick Three by Randy Zuckerberg. Okay. And Randy Zuckerberg uh, is Mark Zuckerberg's sister, and she she comes from philosophy where it says there's five things you can do in a day. You can sleep, you can work out, you can spend time with family, you can spend time with friends, or you can work. Each day, do three. And wow. I really focus on that because then it allows me, you know, I for example, this whole weekend, I was with my kids all weekend long, right? Mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday and, and nonstop. And so I didn't feel as guilty. You know, yesterday was a heavy packed day where I spent 10, 11 hours uh, getting things done. And I did that, I exercised yesterday, and I worked and I got some sleep. Uh, but because I had done and I you know worked on the weekend with my kids and exercise i felt okay doing that on the monday and so what i usually do is i add it up over the month and see where i'm at to see if things off balance usually sleep (laughs) is off balance uh working out uh, you know is off balance but uh but i I really work to try to make sure that i i even out where areas are more important to me so you know my family is probably family and working out is probably the most two important things so i have to make sure those are always balanced followed by work and then uh you know um the Friends and the, and the sleep cycle
2: It sounds like a, uh, a pretty quick read.
1: I gave you the synopsis. I don't have it, seriously, it walks you through the whole piece. And, you know, I think it's helpful for entrepreneurs. You know, we're in a day and age where you can get. You can get distracted so quickly. Like you know, as I open up my browser, if I'm going to open and search something, you know, the news feed pops up and something interesting is on there, and then you click on it, and you click on something else. So staying yeah. on, staying on task and uh, is key. And the other thing I did actually was I, I got rid of my TV at the house. So ah, good for you. We no longer have a TV uh, as we're building a new house right now, and so we decided when we we're in the rental we wouldn't buy a TV for there. And I no longer watch any TV shows. So everyone keeps telling me to watch Game of Thrones and I just refuse because I know what's going to happen. Um, and so that's also helped me to be able to watch a few sports and stream and that's it. And
2: Yeah, so you're still watching. You're not getting away from like Tom Brady win another Super Bowl as an example. You're not well, getting away from that. Does.
1: But uh, <laughs> I'm an Eagles fan, so okay. know, I'm Seahawks fan, so uh, you know, uh, it's tough to do there. But you know, I'm a huge basketball fan, so obviously, I'm watching the Raptors day in day out here, right? Sure, but, sure. Um, but yeah, it helps. It helps to be able to be efficient on that because you know, and if I'm going to watch something on TV that's not sports related, it's most likely a a documentary, or I'm into a couple documentaries that i that I'm, but they're one offs.
2: Yeah, very cool. Um, just a couple of notes. We're gonna that one for you. I was actually at that that Super Bowl that the Eagles beat the Patriots, oh. and man, it was seventy five percent Eagle fans during that uh, at that location, and the place freaking went wild in it. I know I'm segwaying here, entrepreneur group, but the, we're connecting now on this, mm-hmm. and and it was. It was you know, here here, my team gonna win her sixth Super Bowl or fifth, whatever it was, and these guys beside me, they're first, and I'm just like this is old hat, no big deal. Yeah. And these guys are so so panicky, it's like so into this. It was wonderful to win to watch a city win a Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely.
1: It's great and, and- and it's great to see the different champions, right? It's always nice to have, yeah, to have a variety.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So that was one thing I had to talk about. But the other one is is that uh, Manny and I have talked before, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. So I, you know, I'm not going to dive into stuff that we've already talked about. I want to get into some new stuff. And so you can always go back to the archives in the Startup Canada podcast show and uh, and uh, hear the first show that uh, that Manny and I talked about. So, um, so uh, I, I want to dive into dental lab space. Because you know, twenty-three it's multiple, multiple uh, uh, industries. You know, but now you're heading into dental labs. By the way, did you know that? I, I mean, I heard the stat. I don't know what's behind it, but, but but dentists are the highest rate of suicides of any other profession in the, yes. in the, in the North American. Here and you're diving that. into it.
1: And that's not good for me because that's my client that I'm servicing right now. So, as a dentist, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I we did hear that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, why, what, your latest venture into the dental lab space? Tell us about that, my friend.
1: Yeah, no, no worries So, I've, you know, as I've been investing in the tech space uh, over the last number of years here and have had a number of exits, you know, I've been shifting a lot towards some healthcare investing. And there's, A lot of consolidation potential i believe in the healthcare industry you're seeing it with dentist offices being rolled up uh and and acquired you're seeing it with optometry clinics with health clinics etc and i was approached with an opportunity to move in the dental lab business and i had the same reaction you did rivers when i was first approached i was like what? Um, but then as I look at the business, you know, I, I call it a, it's a manufacturing, I call it a BB to B, So it's a boring yep. business, to business, Okay, um, which, I, which I've never been involved in before, really, to be honest with you. Yes. Uh, yes. It's always been more exciting technology, etc. Those type of things with scale up potential and growth, <laughs> organic. Um, and so to move into this type of business, it, it takes me out of my, my uh, comfort zone a little bit, but I, but I'm super intrigued because I love the consolidation aspect. So we're, you know, we acquired our first lab last year, uh, decent size, and now we're on to our own, I think it's our fourth acquisition now um, uh-huh. that we're closing on. And so being able to work, and I've got an amazing business partner who comes from the operations side so knows the industry expertise. Cool. Uh, cool. So I, I'm kind of having a fun with it because I'm I'm moving different pieces on a chessboard now and I'm working in a space in the manufacturing space I hadn't, but I understand scaling up, I understand structuring, I understand strategy, finance, and and how to build an organization scale up and so those are the pieces I'm putting there so I'm really you know there is a lot of transferable skills that go around along these industries
2: so here's a question I'm sure you've never been asked and on in an interview I'm gonna guess I've actually put money on it that you've never been asked this but you are uh, quite diversified in the environments that you hang out in How do you, and the reason I ask this is because I I launched uh, about a month ago an online, I call it the Netflix for Entrepreneurs uh, show for uh, just hosts are coming on. And one of the hosts is all about styling for entrepreneurs. So how do you plan for your wardrobe each day? (laughs) You've never been asked this question, have you? I've never been planning my – how do I plan my wardrobe each day? Yeah, because you're, you're, you're dealing with the dental lab. You're doing – you know, you're working you're, – you're hanging out with Ryan Holmes doing the League of Innovators. You're, you're hanging out with your kids. I mean, you know – are you a Zuckerberg? I'm talking about Zuckerberg. You know, a T-shirt and jeans, a, a, an Apple guy. Or are you a little styling guy? And like, I think, I gotta think you're styling.
1: I, I'm somewhere in between. Uh, you know, I don't think if you ask my wife, she'd say I'm styling because uh, I've, I've got a history of wearing sweatpants a lot. Uh, and right now, I'm in, right now I'm in shorts and a polo, golf shorts and a polo. Uh, I think that you know, I, you know, all the industries. I, I, you know, I don't wear suits anymore. I can't. Yeah, good for you. I can't tell you. The last time I put on a suit, mm-hmm. I, I wore a dress shirt yesterday to a meeting, and I, and I walked into <laughs> my office after, and I was hearing gasps, like, "Whoa, you just those?" <laughs> uh, but I, but you know, I'm not a t-shirt and jeans guy every day either. So it's kind of, yeah. kind of a mix, depending on on what I'm doing. But I would say my wardrobe consists of everything from, you know, uh, shorts <laughs> and a t-shirt all the way to jeans and a blazer and, and i just adjust depending on on where i'm going but uh but more and more has started to meet into a middle of, of jeans and, a, and just a shirt uh, <laughs> uh,
2: I, know. I don't know. i'm in vancouver
1: it's, it's it's i think this is one of the beautiful things being in the vancouver west coast we're not you know we're not and not a lot of my i used to do a lot of work in london a lot of work through europe and you know when i went there it was I had a tie on with cufflinks, three pieces sometimes. I just, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't. I, it just doesn't fit me. I think in some ways, but also. Okay, so I, what? what it's
2: not the West so, Coast vibe. <laughs> yeah, so, so 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 a couple of questions from and, and this you know, there's a there's a rationale that I, I ask this because I see a lot of entrepreneurs these days get real cocky about it. And say, I'm, I'm just not an entrepreneur, you know, I can do Birkenstocks and rip jeans uh-huh. and uh, a screw you t shirt on. And you know, speak to those people who you say, you know what, yeah, I mean So I I've, did that. I am wearing yeah, yeah. You, it, talk about the uniform. When do you say, I don't know, you gotta adjust based on your audience. Yeah, you know, so it's so funny. I think I think I went through that as well. When
1: I first started my own company, I was in suit every day. But I'll be honest, I've always not liked ties. So the yeah, Stupid I, clothing. The fastest stupid. I can get rid of a tie, I did in my career. But I always used to wear a shirt and a dress shirt. And for a while there, I used to have amazing pocket squares. And literally, like, I think one of my friends was in university <laughs> doing one of his courses, started a company called Mad Dapper that he was joking about. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to make pocket squares based on everything you wear. And so I was there. But I think, I think what happened was, as I kind of built up, and, and I did get into that little space, I'll be honest, where I was like, oh, I can wear sweatpants anywhere. I can do this. This, yes, yeah. this. and and I did do that for a while, and now I'm kind of coming back. Where listen, I will wear sweatshirts, but they're classier, nicer sweatshirts. They're not logo teams. They're you know yeah. they're they quilted yeah. or those type of things. You know, like uh, nice wool sweaters and that kind of stuff. And yeah. I think um, I think the key there is that you're not dressing for them. You're dressing for yourself. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever you feel comfortable in, but that you think is appropriate to wear somewhere, I think is the key, right? Um, I no longer walk into meetings with a sweatpants and hoodies. I, I don't do that. I did that a few times. I used to always <laughs> joke about that, with that quote, behind every successful person in a suit is a more successful person in a sweatshirt. I used yeah. to love that quote. But um, Yeah but you know i think i think now it's you know i i just dress appropriately for who i'm gonna meet and just in ways that get casual and comfortable i don't i don't go out of my way but you know if i'm gonna show up to a meeting or if i'm walking around i'm doing events i'm probably in you know i'm not wearing basketball shorts anymore i'm in jeans and a nice you know just nice nice full sleeve sweater type top right and so that's too crazy and and i think that's I think that's I think that's part of being in Vancouver as well. That vibe. I think I think you still have biases in different cities where you go to. In Toronto, you get that a little bit. Uh, sure. I'll probably be dressed up in jeans and a blazer more in Toronto, but you know, you know, to put me in a suit, I, it has to be a wedding.
2: Yeah. Well, I can uh, I can I'm see you in the Raptors. I know. <laughs> if you're going to the Raptors final game where they're about to beat the Warriors, you're in. A, I, my guess is jeans and a blazer. Is that fair?
1: Oh no, I'm there to enjoy myself. Wow, <laughs> uh, blazer, no way.
2: Jeans and uh, uh,
1: a Raptors uh, zip up probably is what I'm in.
2: I got to tell you, the audience is saying, would you? can get off of this conversation <laughs> <laughs> you, you idiots <laughs> this guy's manny Pata oh, you're about talking that. about I'm what I'm he wears. About everything random <laughs> eh? so. yeah it's beautiful okay so let's talk about random again i want to remind people that uh, through a lot of uh, manny's uh, um, um, business career we we do have another session that we talked we dove deep into that uh, with regards to fund bundles of success investors uh, investment strategies and and so on and so this is kind of a more of a congra Congratulations on the recent award. How did that feel to get the Entrepreneur of the Year award? Uh, and at this point in time, uh, it's quite possible you could be Entrepreneur of the Year for Canada because the awards are coming in the uh, in the fall. So how's that? How does that feel amongst all the other stuff? accolades, and again, well-deserved that you received. Oh, thank you. No, I, you know,
1: it, it feels great because I would say the last time I, I wanted to work Startup Canada, it was it was the support that I provide around entrepreneurs Yes, yes. Um, and the Entrepreneur Promotion Award and the community I build and investing. And, you know, I drifted off being an entrepreneur for a while and had moved more into investing over the last few years, um, and before that was obviously entrepreneur. And so it was nice to get recognized again for being back in the space as an entrepreneur right uh, and building another successful business here which is the goal and and so I, I appreciate that and you know I, I I always think of myself entrepreneur first investor second uh, and I want to I want to always have that mentality so this is kind of a nice validation for that and, I, and then you know I just love working at Startup Canada I think you know a lot of the great companies that have come out Startup Canada promotes and works very closely with builds solid relationships so to be recognized with an organization like Startup Canada is, is great as well
2: yeah beautiful so you have two kids, three kids, eight kids? Uh, eight,
1: no, two, <laughs> two boys. <laughs> two,
2: yeah, what are their what are their names? I have a, a
1: five year old, which is Zane, and an eighteen month old, almost nineteen months now, who's Zevi.
2: Zevi, I love the names, man. Yeah. So let's let's pretend it's five years from now. Where, how are you involving them? And this is a conversation for parents that have children and who, who their parents are, are entrepreneurs how are you involving them in your entrepreneurial journey and uh, and uh, and and i and i appreciate you you know your wife is there also but i want to talk about the kids how are you involving them with your planning going forward Family is one of the pick three. Yeah. So, how are you involving them um, in in your in, in yeah. your journey as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think you know. I think the key for them and what
1: I do and even try to do with my oldest right now is exposure. Um, I think the more that you're exposed to uh, as a young child and growing up, the better it is for you. And I I have no wishes of my child to be an entrepreneur, or doctor, or dentist or lawyer or, or whatever. I want I want to find out what their passion is and then build something around that uh, that they can focus on. So, you know, Zane now, I would say, has started coming and coming upon now being five only six will start coming to some more of these events with me that we Mm -hmm. i I have some i have some mentors that i know really well and some other individuals who are good friends who they bring their eight-year-old nine-year-old ten-year-olds to events you know i'm a member of eo entrepreneurs organization and i'm i'm the president of the vancouver chapter this year and so i want to bring them out to those events to meet and mingle people and and just be confident right you know whether it's you know, he's five and my goal was always that he'd be exposed and learn. So he, he orders his own food, you know, he checks us into hotels, right? I just I want them to have that exposure and confidence in whatever they're doing. And I think, being with their with their dad and, and my wife who's an entrepreneur in her own right, uh, building out her business, which I'll I'll talk about later. Um, you know, I Wait think- a minute,
2: Manny Manny, this is my podcast. This yeah. isn't your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Manny takes stuff. over the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think I think having that ability
1: to give them that exposure which entrepreneur allows you to, like, you know, being able to be off with them on days and taking them out and, and showing them things, you know what I mean? And, and my son, I go on discovery walks now, and and all those things. So I think I think I would involve them from that capacity, but not try to force them to become an entrepreneur. In fact, he's going to go to school now, um, and we put him in a school that focuses on creativity, technology, and entrepreneurship. But yes, no, but the reason I did that was that whether he becomes an entrepreneur himself or he goes and finds a job, either he's going to be an entrepreneur or he's going to work for an entrepreneur, more than likely. And so right, having that understanding right. and ability is, is important. And to me, as more creative as they can be and imaginative, and I've actually realized not having that TV um, has actually made him much more creative than so cool. asking for the TV to be on, which is great.
2: That's so cool. And yeah. your wife, what's, what's her name?
1: My wife's name is Sanita.
2: Sunny, tell is, me about uh, her business. Yeah, she's uh,
1: she's a rock star, actually. She's she's one of the reasons I'm back in entrepreneurship, I would say. She, she kind of lit that fire underneath me again watching her do it. So she's an, edu- she's an educator, teacher by training, taught in some of the most prestigious private schools in Vancouver, and then went to the public school system. And she saw a need, you know, her family's from the UK where manners are instilled and taught a little bit more than I'd say they are probably in, in North America. And she saw a need to build out, more of a modern day manners business and so uh, she went to the uk got training Uh, with uh, the individual who was one of the trainers and etiquette experts for William and Kate's wedding and Mm. has launched a line of interactive products under her brand Manners & Co. Uh, So interactive table mats for kids, conversation cards, and she's coming out with two more products in the fall. She just launched three months ago. And, you know, for for a business person like myself, who I did my undergraduate in business, I did my MBA in business, I went to Harvard and studied business in the executive ed program, to watch someone who didn't come from a business background and have to learn all these things it's uh I, i'm i'm very mm. proud and very impressed by her in terms of what she's come through so building products and shipping them out understanding distributors and sales and margins and all these things um and getting the pr side right and the sales strategy so it's uh she launched three months ago and, and the business is doing well and she's growing she's been on every single newscast here in vancouver and was just in toronto uh, on global i believe so so yeah so she's doing well as well which is great
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting. What's your what's your opinion on how to embrace entrepreneurship in a marriage? Because uh, you know you hear stories of, of you know, I just don't get it and opposites don't work and all that kind of stuff. And I know we're, again we're we're heading in new directions, but they, you're living this, and, this yeah. and people want to learn about it. So how do you how do you uh, how do how do you two connect as entrepreneurs when you're picking family or sure. you're picking rest? Yeah, can you talk and, about
1: that? And, and listen, it's tough because every mm. you night know, we get the kids to bed. We both have work to do, <laughs> right? Mm, mm. Uh, more, especially my wife will have work to do because she spent a lot of the day with the kids and, and helping out. She's, she's a rock star. She manages everything. Uh, mm. As my main focus is, is working, which is great. Yes. So she's got yeah. more on her plate, I'd say, than I do. Um, sure. I think I think the really the key there is, and, and I see this a lot of entrepreneurs who their partners don't understand entrepreneurship. Yes, and, yes. And, and the entrepreneur also sometimes takes it too far so you know for myself family is really key with me you know every morning i get time with my kids now that could be 10 minutes um or 15 minutes like it was yesterday or it could be an hour like it was today but i really place family as a huge importance there and understanding that that's very important to my wife as well so capital and financial resources is not as important on that side for both of us as spending time with our kids Right. You know, that leverage dollar doesn't matter as so much. So I think that's key and critical. And then the also piece I'd say for families that have two entrepreneurs is find times that aren't the usual times to hang out together. So my wife and I will spend time in the mornings together, you know, what I mean, or go for lunch together and spend the afternoon together. And then I'll spend the evening working or yes. I'll yes. Work on a weekend knowing that the kids are at school and my wife will as well. We'll get some babysitting help, knowing that the kids are at, uh, will be at school or daycare during the week and we'll go spend a date together and go climb Quarry Rock or do a hike. And So we've kind of blended in and, you know, I always tell everyone the key is as an entrepreneur, you can take, you can take a Friday off. You just can't tell people which Friday no.
0: Right? So the same thing here,
1: right? It's just to get in, and do that, and spend that, and spend that time together. Um, and so that's always important. But it's it's kind of true. right? It is entrepreneurship. Sometimes stuff happens, and you you have to deal with it, right? Uh, so so it's it's key is to take make that time and take that time when you can uh, with each other.
2: Thank you for letting us take that uh, journey inside the uh, the Patta Homestead and uh, and and chat about that. Okay? These are important lessons, and and one of the five. And so, uh, thank you for letting us do that. I want to I want to come out of the out of the, out of the uh, the Patta Homestead and and talk about one of your exits. It says uh, in the script you've done over twenty three exits. Which one was your favorite journey of the twenty three? Which one was my
1: favorite journey?
2: Ah, uh, you know, there's a couple,
1: if that's okay, if I can do a couple. Um, you sure can. Yeah, there's, because the first one I would say is probably uh, uh, the, the the first exit, the real exit I had was, I mean, it's because I learned, it's not It's not because I made a lot of money off of it, but <laughs> I, you know, it, I saw an opportunity and I, and I went for it, and so the first one was you, you people have obviously probably been to the washrooms where they see those those ads that are put up on top of stalls and those type of things. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And and this was <laughs>
1: gosh, this was over twelve years ago, thirteen years ago now. Yes, 2019. So 2006 and yeah, 2006 2007. Um, I kind of akin it to like uh. Uh, high-end and low-end, I had noticed that all these washrooms that were filled up were in downtown or certain areas in pockets, but the secondary locations had never been covered. And um, what I did was essentially secured the rights. I called the company New Avenue Media which yes. is where the name New Avenue Capital comes from. New yes. Avenue Media, thinking alternative spaces. And I went and secured the rights to all the banquet halls in Vancouver, or most, I'd say most of them, 80% of them, second tier restaurants, independent restaurants, and had frames put up, and then eventually sold it to one of the bigger shops. And you know, I didn't build it. You know, it was a six-digit exit. I would say around that level, so it wasn't yes. massive. But what I really learned there was seizing an opportunity, looking at a market, finding a hole, and then being able to um, being able to execute on that. But yeah. one piece I really missed there was the scale. I never ah. got full scale on it. Right? I could have gone further, and I sold too early. Now, I was working a full-time job at that point, <laughs> so it was tough. Um, but I was uh, it was an interesting business, and it gave me some capital because, you know, I had student loans, and I had some debt. I was just about to go to my MBA. I knew I wanted yes. that, so I could put some, a little bit of money away. Um, but that was probably the cool, because that was my first real exit where I saw some value. But I also yes. saw the missed opportunity that I had. And we talk yeah. about this all the time in Canada where companies sell too early. Yes. Um, and so I kind of experienced that myself.
2: Yeah. And
1: then that's, the, that's the second one I would say is uh, a company that I worked with where I got experience to the public process for the first time. This was about three, four years ago. Um, I was working with an organization, and I was the first investor in the company, or one of the first investors in the organization, myself and the co-founder, and got to see the organization go through an RTO process. And this is what got me really interested in the public markets was – I wanted to see how to do an RTO process properly. You know, there's going too early, or how to use a venture exchange right. to, to consolidate and use your share capital. And I saw a few things there that, that taught me, once again, the ones I talk about the most are the ones that taught me the most, not the ones where I made the most capital. Sure. And it really taught me the process of why you want to go public, how you want to go public, and how you could leverage that in the future. And since then now, I've had multiple companies go public. Um, that have been evolved. And I've launched Rise Tech with a capital pool company with some amazing other entrepreneurs in the technology industry to help technology companies go public on the venture exchange. And so that company was really helpful in, in building that out and seeing how all the inner workings operate and, yes. and learning the good and the bad and now being able to leverage that myself for the businesses. So I think the first one was teaching me how to exit and the missed opportunities. And the second one was showing me alternative ways. Um, to venture capital for, for exits, which I think is going to be critical because we're seeing a lot of predatory venture capital firms out there these days. Not all. Yeah, I, I'm, an, I'm an LP in a few uh, and, and a number of others who I think are great, but some just squish out the angel investors or the entrepreneur, uh, and that's not right.
2: You know, folks, what you, you notice that he didn't talk once about the actual exit itself. And you're a basketball fan. You mentioned it uh, one of the one of the quotes uh, I remember hearing from Rick Pitino, uh, Kentucky coach. I yeah. think is what he was. And and they asked him after he won the NCAA championship one time. He said, "What does it feel like to be the champ?" So what does it feel like, Manny, to be the to do the exit? And your answer is the same as his. He says, "Nothing like the journey to get here." Oh yeah. And and uh, so you've reinforced that. Um, you're a lot of fun, dude. You are a lot of fun to hang out with for all kinds of reasons, and you uh, are amazing for what you do. You're very impactful, and you are definitely a giver to lots of uh, lots of wonderful entrepreneurs in this country. Um, we're out of time, but I want to I want to leave you with this question. You talked about uh, you can have any Friday off, just don't tell anybody which one. What's your favorite all time quote? Uh, my favorite all-time
1: quote I said today already.
2: Uh, <laughs> okay, that's fair. And and the reason for that quote, actually,
1: people don't understand it, is I I saw that quote behind every success. I say man, but I say person because I think it's anybody. Yeah, behind totally. every successful person in a suit is a more successful person in a sweatshirt. And what I, what I got out of that quote was not that, oh, if you're a suit, you have to do this or that. But what I got out of that quote was that, it's always better to be an entrepreneur than an than, than a corporate. <laughs> oh. And that I, I I saw that quote and, I, and that quote resonated with me because of that reason. I was like, I like that quote because I want to be an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur gives you flexibility. Doesn't mean you have to wear that sweatshirt, but it right, means you have right. the ability to. Do. And and I think you know that comes back to that question you asked about people who want to do that. It doesn't mean you have to do those things, but it gives you the right. flexibility. And and so I um I think that is my favorite quote. And the you can't. You know, you can you can take a Friday off, but you never know which one is the, is the other one I really like because that that embodies entrepreneurship. And that tells people and I think for, for people listening here, remember that. And so when you do have time to go do things, take advantage of it because you don't know when it's going to come the other way around sometimes. And so, yeah, so those would be the ones I would, I would say that that resonate the most
2: Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. How to uh, you LinkedIn profiles, all that stuff. Somebody yeah. wants to be a fly in the wall, hanging with I'm you. Absolutely.
1: LinkedIn. I, I'm on Instagram. Check me out. Always putting up great content, um, and on Twitter. Uh, so uh, don't don't hesitate to reach out. Happy to always have a conversation.
2: And it's Pada P A Double D A Manny Pada, founder of New Avenue Capital, and the winner of the Entrepreneur award for BC. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. I'm glad we caught up to you. you folks don't know he had a little food poisoning a couple of days ago, so we weren't able to do that. But in record time, he recovered to be on the Startup Canada podcast show. <laughs> Appreciate, <it. laughs> Appreciate
0: the time, Rivers. I <laughs> love
2: Cheers, dude. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern.